Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Figueroa and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm Tim. And we're glad you can join us as you're living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully, you're eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So, hey, Tim, what's going on, man? What is happening? I hope you're a happy person. I am. It's a great day. It is a great day. It is the um, the 8th. It is the 8th. My favorite number, 8. It's the 8th of, of 2018. 2018. Lots of 8s. I love that. Mm-hmm. 8 is great. And why do you like the number 8? Because it's always a number for new beginning. That's right. New <laughs> things. So I have a question for you, though, before we get going. Okay, I'm ready. So if the prize for breaking a world record was $1 million. Okay. You can get a million. I'm talking bucks, not Bitcoin. How much is it going to be taxed? Oh, my God. That's not a part of my question. <laughs> okay. Okay, so. So, like, $600,000. <laughs> okay, there's no tax. Okay, no You tax. get a million free and clear. Cash money. Cash money. Okay. In a briefcase. You can have it in nickels and dimes if you want. No, thanks. Okay? <laughs> All right? So. <laughs> um, so wait, wait. Is it my going to need to have someone wash this money? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, when you talk about laundering, so, yeah. Oh my gosh! No, this is a real thing. Uh, <laughs> the only I'm thing sorry, is, I, I can't help it. Okay, go ahead, continue. You, you're ruining my question. <laughs> okay. So you get a million bucks. Yeah. What world record would you try to break? Gosh, I, I like. There's so many silly world records out there. I think that like. But that's the thing. You get to just pick one. <laughs> What is something that you see? This is in a way. If I don't know if you know this, but I'm setting you up mm-hmm. because in a way, this may reveal something that you can do. <laughs> okay. Like I don't know. You can pull a blow, bubble out of your nose. For all I know, I, I have don't one. Know. I have one. Go. Okay. I would attempt to break the world record for like standing on my head the longest. I'm really like good at standing on my head. Okay. A headstand, like no, a headstand without hands, like against the wall. Or? No, 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 not a handstand, like a headstand. So, like you put your head on the ground and you put your feet in the air. I'm really good at that. I can do and that. And you can move your hands away and do it. No, you but you use your yeah. You got to balance. Yeah. Okay, so it's balanced, and you can do that for a long time. Yeah, I my <laughs> my friend Heather and I, when we were kids, we used to have contests to see who could do a headstand the longest. And I think one time one of us passed out because no one was going to give up. So because we can just both can do it really well. So you let all the blood rush to your head and you passed out. Yeah. <laughs> I went, did you pass out? You're not going to say that. Maybe that's the one. We're just going to leave that alone. Yeah. So I'm not sure how long like Heather, physically I can do me. it. Heather, I- if you're listening, <laughs> call me. I want to know which but, one of you passed out. But I, I know that I could, I mean, so I don't know how long it would take me to pass out, but as long as that would take, I could stay <laughs> in a headstand until that point. So I don't know if I could win the world record, but I would try. So, but right. And the goal is a million Free and clear yeah. with no laundering. Right. Because it's real money. <laughs> it's a real competition. There wouldn't be like a dive pack in it. This is so like true. Come from the yeah. bank. But this is so <laughs> true right now. This whole thing we're making up anyways is so real. Right. 
This could happen like tomorrow. Tomorrow, it may you may wake up in the morning and they knock on your door. It depends. It's a year of new beginnings. The Guinness people are gonna. Oh my gosh! Well, you got to wait till then. The There's first. so many possibilities. It could happen on the first. <laughs> I'm gonna text you on the first and say, "Happy New Year." Happy New Year. I'm gonna tell you to listen to you two. Yeah. New Year's Day. <laughs> I listen to it every year. You can laugh, but I do it every single year. Mm-hmm. I listen to New Year's Day. Yeah. And I by, like to listen to Party Like It's 1999 because... Well, we're in 2017. I know, but just because that just reminds me of like that great New Year's. Okay. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was a long time You're ago. You're an oldie but goodie. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyways, I'm going to text you. I'm going to okay. send you the link for YouTube's right, New Year's in, Day. In. You need to listen to the song. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you, did Guinness knock on your door? Okay. So you could do the headstand thing. Okay. So wherever you are... Yeah. I'll be in Michigan. Well, but no, but it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. They're going to show up. Oh. You got to do it right there. <laughs> okay. Is it a deal? Yeah, a deal. Right, We're invisibly shaking on it right okay. now. Okay. All right. Awesome. So our guest, Nita. <laughs> yes. Nita Bouchon. Uh, she is a motivational speaker, emotional confidence advocate, and social entrepreneur. Um, she, w- it was really great. We had a little bit of technical difficulty. Because um, of Skype. Because of Skype, getting like her Skype, online. But... We love Skype, but it just wasn't our friend on this particular day. Um, and she had some other things going on so it's short and we're we're definitely going to get her back on the show again because I, I said to Tim after we stopped recording it felt like we just sort of um we're getting into the good stuff and then we had to wrap up but um she was really fun to talk to you know I think everybody listening will tell I mean we started it was going we were flowing and and um I just I like her approach I think it's um uh, what you know I mean you know this about me and most of you that listen to the show you know that Megan and I think it's very important um, that people just like really can have the opportunity to hear the real stuff, the good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And, um, and, and she, she does that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, she, you know, she shared a little bit about a tumultuous, a tumultuous time mm-hmm. in her life, yeah. um, and how she had to get through that. But just, I love the freedom at which she shares the struggle yep. and it didn't make you like you could feel it. But you could feel where she is, mm-hmm. not so much like, oh, right. That ha- I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you move from the, yeah, here's the thing you can feel, mm-hmm. but here's what you feel that she wants you to know is better. And I think that's great. So uh, that that just really moved me in just um, how she went into it, even in that little teeny tiny little window. Right. Like, I was like, I thought I could get deep quick, yeah. but she was just like, bam. Yeah, it was cool. And she shared a little bit about um, she has a book out there called Emotional Grit. And um, she talks about that. And she also talks about this whole idea of empathy based sort of solutions to move the world forward. So um, really cool. We know you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, But please remember, um, you know, reach out to us if you have anybody that you know of that you think would be a great guest on the show. We would love to hear from you. If you have just any ideas or thoughts or anything to share with Tim and me, we would love it if you would contact us you can reach me at megan at uphillconversations.co or you can reach tim tim at uphillconversations.co you can also connect with us on social media we are on twitter at uphill convo instagram at the same address and you can find us on facebook uphill conversations and we hope that you're rocking on your eighth day in the new year of 2018 so um just keep doing it guys Uh, Don't try to figure it all out. Just live it, feel it, experience it, roll with it, discover it, build on it, and um, enjoy this conversation. And hopefully this will be very helpful. So let's jump into this wonderful talk with Nita. Hello, Nita, and welcome to the show. And uh, 
How are things going in your world? Uh, things are full at the moment. Lots of lots of things going on, and I'm. I don't mean holiday stuff. It's uh, it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's been a it's been a great great five months. Moving to LA, getting married about eight times to the same person, um, <laughs> and uh, creating a bunch of new different things. Launched a book, another book, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I think by the end of of this year, I probably would have traveled to nineteen countries uh, this year alone. So it's it's been a full full year. <laughs> So you, you talked a little bit about how you've been busy, and um, I know that you just released another uh, book, and I definitely want to get into that. But um, in doing some research on you, one thing that really stood out to me is that you have this greater mission to create a more heart-centered, humani- humanistic society, and you also are a champion of empathy-based solutions. And so I'm just curious, um, could you give our listeners kind of an overview of of what you mean by that and kind of how you're showing up in the world. Yeah. So, you know, we've got 90% of, you know, um, stress related illnesses, uh, is due to some sort of stress, whether it's physical stress, chemical stress from, you know, the environment, uh, and people getting sick and, uh, emotional related stress. So stress related to traumas, loss, financial woes and things like that. And, um, in my last life, my previous career, I was a healthcare professional and, um, having been, uh, successful in that world as a cosmetic dentist for about a decade, I kind of saw firsthand a few of the issues and, First was, you know, as a as a healthcare professional or as a doctor, we we weren't really taught in school what does it mean to have, you know, empathy. Um, I mean, we didn't even get taught how to how to build a business, but that's a different conversation. Um, and really, we were, you know, dealing with patients who their number one fear is was was you know coming coming to the dentist. And so, um, I had a lot of personal uh, things that came. Um, kind of birthed my way, and uh, it was, you know, it was, a, it was a combination of quite a few things that led me to really question uh, the the profession that I was in at the time, and more so to really to really look within and say, okay, what 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 is this? Me as a me as a leader. What does that even mean when um, I, A, didn't know uh, who I was and B, we're, we're taught that as leadership, we've got to be super masculine and, you know, as a, you know, as a female, it was almost like I had to act like a male and, and you know, do all these things. And so I sent on a quest to travel to about, I ended up traveling to over 45 different countries to um, really understand this idea of what, what it takes to... Um, to really embark on, on, on successful leadership. What, what is that? And, uh, as a doctor, like I said, and, and really a a geeky health conscious scientist, um, that's kind of the premise of, uh, of what came out of it, which was, uh, emotional grit. And, um, and really it's, it's all about for all of us is dropping from our heads because we all make decisions based on our heads and based on, you know, a lot of the fears that we have, 
But if we drop more into our hearts, you know, like this conversation, we're having a real conversation, we're having a real connection. And going back to my statistic of 90% of all, you know, diseases right now is related to stress related, you know, illnesses. It's, it starts from this emotion of, you know, fear or anxiety or any of these things that we're not even taught how to process. And so, uh, taking the approach from top level, you know, instilling, well, what, what does, what happens when we actually talk about empathy? What happens when we talk about resilience? What happens when we talk about, um, compassion? Uh, you know, what if we led from there instead of asking, Hey, what do you do? You know, and, and kind of sizing people up, uh, within ourselves, um, to just kind of, you know, ask a, a more, you know, human connection and a human approach to just, uh, being real and being authentic. Um, and being vulnerable with, with people. And I think that that would avoid a lot of, you know, the, the masks that we tend to wear on a daily basis and also, um, uh, you know, teach even the, the next generation of many humans uh, how to be more heart-centered, how to lead with, with their heart instead of, um, you know, the fears that sometimes our egos have uh, that, that lead us into uh, very interesting situations. Yeah, Anita, I, I think that's really great. I think um, as you were talking about that, I just kept uh, this whole idea that emotions can't reason sort of kept coming up into my head. And I think a lot of times as leaders and as professionals, you know, people tell you, especially when you're young and starting out, you know, you've got to leave that personal stuff at the door and you just have to go in, get your job done, you know, and then, and then go home and do a good job. And, you know, it's not personal, it's business. And it's interesting that that's something that, I mean, everyone has heard that, especially in the United States, it's not personal, it's business. But I think that when we put that out there in the universe, we're really missing the mark because what we do and who we are, we are personal and our emotions do matter. And that whole idea of leadership is there's a huge relationship component to that. And I think that we've seen that recently in just a movement towards more servant leadership in, you know, throughout, I think, the country and throughout the world. And that's that's become something, you know, it's even a little bit of a buzzword now, that whole idea of servant leadership. So keying into that a little bit, you mentioned the need for if you're going to come into work as your whole person and your whole self, there's this strong need for authenticity. But with that comes vulnerability. And I feel like a lot of leaders out there, especially, you know, the higher they go up in a company and the more prestige they get, don't you think that they might find that a little bit scary if you came in and said, well, you're going to have to be vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one thing that, um, I work on with as an executive leadership coach. And as I go into a lot of these companies, um, you know, it's been so fascinating after launching, you know, the book emotional grit now a year and a half ago, um, the, the amount and the response is so heavy and this is globally, uh, cause I was doing most of my work in, in Asia where they don't even talk emotions. Um, but, obviously given, you know, the, 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 the political climate here and kind of all of the, the, the heaviness around what our current leadership is kind of, um, yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of doing, uh, it goes back to, okay, what, what can we gain when we actually can be more, more vulnerable? What does that mean? Cause, cause typically, you know, back centuries and centuries ago, 
when you were considered vulnerable, that's a, that's a sign of weakness. That's not strength. And, and, you know, we're, what we're starting to find out now and, and, you know, the research and I mean, obviously we can see kind of the, the market to prove this, uh, with so many people battling depression and battling all of these anxiety related, related diseases and, and, and stress related, um, situations is that if we, if we understood how to, you know, tap into our emotions and, and share freely, uh, what, what can that do for, what can that do for a society? What can that do for a business? And what we're starting to find is, you know, when you share something, when you are more vulnerable, of course it's tough. Of course it's hard because, you know, we're taught to have a mask. Um, you know, as a healthcare professional, I was taught not to have empathy. If, if, if somebody is, you know, crying and coming in, they can't pay their bills, um, and they've come in for treatment. And, and this was as a, as a, you know, professional, as a healthcare professional, but uh, the amount of doctors that have such a stoic face when they tell people that, you know, they have cancer, um, that's, that's another thing. That's a learned skill set. instead of actually showing and sharing, gosh, you know, I, I, I connect with you. It's, this sucks. This, this is terrible. Um, but we, we often have to hide it for, for whatever that X, Y, and Z is. And for X, Y, and Z, that's different for, for, you know, for everybody. Um, but the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is vulnerability builds trust. And in an, in an arena, in an era where there is a loss of a great deal of trust, um, vulnerability are the keys to actually rebuild that and regain that. You know, and, and, and I love that Nita, that people, I mean, vulnerability I mean, you know, because our as human beings, our minds are naturally wired to go toward protection and defense and the ego. Yeah, e the ego's there yeah. to protect us. So that's what we do. And what you're saying, you know, it's like, let me ask you this. Like I we, we did an interview earlier today with some folks. But like if I were to say to you. And this is a question, so be ready. And I'm going to catch you off guard with this maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay. But are you ready? Are you ready? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So if you had a choice between being hurt or being hard, which one would you choose? Ooh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I would say hurt. I, I know I would choose hard. My, my previous self would choose hard for all of the same reasons that everyone else would choose hard. But I think that the ability to feel and the ability to emote, express emotion is the most profound thing that we can actually do for, for ourselves. Keep digging into that. Like why for our listeners? Why is that yeah. valuable? Come on, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So when we, when we emote or are able to express um, our sense of being hurt, well, it's, it's the expression, right? So it allows us to tear into some of our own insecurities, but we need to really be able to tap into that. And a lot of times people could otherwise choose hard because it's easier. It's harder. It's harder to even acknowledge that you're hurt. It's hard and it's easier to put a bandaid over it, but that's where the real work is. And that's where the real work is to kind of dig into to reveal, you know, the deeper and the most profound aspects of ourself that's been waiting to be unleashed. And so I can tell that you, it seems like you've spent some time, like even just thinking about 
you know, how we show up as human beings in the world and that we are a combination of many things, you know, it's not, it's not one that's dominant over another. It, it really is this beautiful relationship of, you know, we are mental, you know, we are emotional, we're physical, you know, um, we're spiritual, right? We have, we have these dimensions that are all at work within us. And instead of trying to force them into balance, you know, you know, one of the things that I like to try to get people to do is to, you know, recognize all of them and allow them to find, you know, their place where they live. But you can't just do that, you know, kind of, you know, I hate to use this like willy nilly, you know, you can't just, you can't just kind of (laughs) haphazardly do this. You have to really start from a point of belief and then it's belief and then you have potential then from potential, you know what I mean? Like there's an extension so that, you know, they got to have something to work with. So I would love your, you know, your point of view on that for our listeners, like knowing that you have this person that really is like you are, you know what I mean? You, you are, and for lack of, I mean, this is grammatically incorrect, but, and you, you is, you know what I mean? Like you are and you is and you be, you know what I mean? Like, so, but to simplify it down to that type of level, when it comes to that and allowing yourself to express into those other areas, like express like, how do you see that when it comes to where we're, we're, we're already predisposed subconsciously to make a decision? It's already there, right? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, it's the majority of the, the, the depth of the research that I've done around emotional intelligence and uh, human behavior dynamics is, um, you know, when, so take for instance, you know, somebody just, just in the last example, somebody does something and it hurts you, but for whatever reason, instead of being hurt, we, we, we pretend that everything's okay. We shove it under a rug and we keep shoving it under a rug until the rug gets, you know, humongous and you trip over the rug and then you blow up and then you explode. And so if we go back into, into that, what if, what if we started with just some self-awareness What if we started with, oh, okay, that person hurt me. What does that actually mean? Does that mean that I can't trust that person? Does that mean that I uh, am a bad person because I chose to X, Y, and Z with that person? Um, What does that say about me? What does that say about the other person? So the first step is really self-awareness. You know, it's it's the awareness, it's the idea that, uh, you're, you're willing to grow and grow in, in terms of, okay, taking looks and aspects of yourself might take a little bit longer cause you're not used to it. It's not, it's not easy. Um, it's not easy to tap into that. You know, the easy part is just to keep on going, shove it under a rug and let's go. You know, the hard stuff, the real stuff that, that, you know, if you don't, if, if we don't work on, or if we don't make ourselves aware of, our actions, our decisions, our thoughts, then it's going to keep coming. You know, it's what, what you resist persists, right? What you resist persists. So if we're not aware of that, then, then yes, it's going to keep persisting. But what if we chose the lens of awareness? What if, what if we did that? Then, then what would happen? Okay. Then we have, 
then we can accept where we are. We can accept that, oh, shit, I'm stuck. I, you know, this is not where I want to be 12 months from now. We have another new year coming up. How am I going to show up in the world to really look, look at yourself and say, oh, okay, I, I can appreciate where I'm at. I, yeah, I'm, I'm 10 pounds heavier or gosh, I haven't gone to the gym or gosh, I didn't get started on my new business or I'm still working at that damn job. Whatever that is, is to say, to, to accept, right? Acceptance is the, is the next part, but it's only then when you have the awareness and acceptance in yourself first and awareness is number one because we can keep going on oblivious like you know just just through the waters of life and let life happen to you instead of taking charge of it but once you have the awareness piece and then accepting where you are like and and, and really like diving into that so you can access some of these emotions that we kind of hide um you know that's when we can start making better decisions, meaning that we can commit and we can take action, meaning that we can innovate and we can uh, transform, you know, and that's kind of, um, what I, what I, what I, what now I teach, you know, to, to so many, you know, different types of humans that come through my virtual doors, but, um, it's some of the most profound things that we can do among within ourselves. It's, it just starts there and then it, it tends to cause a ripple effect. And Anita, I, I think the interesting thing is whenever you start digging into the whole idea of having greater awareness and self-awareness, it's really taking those things from the subconscious and bringing them up into the conscious mind. But that, like you said, that's the that's the real stuff, but that's the hard stuff, man. And it can be painful. It can be really disruptive uh, to you as an individual because you might realize you've been operating a certain way and you've been on autopilot. And like you said, all of a sudden, and you trip over that rug and you have this realization and and it can be it can be a challenge to to face that. So you you mentioned it a little bit, but um, let's talk about emotional grit. I would I would love it. I think that's a really um, it's a great title for a book, but I think it's just a great um, concept. So if you could just give our listeners an overview of what you mean by emotional grit and maybe um, the stages of that, that would be really cool. Yeah. So it's really, emotional grit is really a process. It's, it's your, it's, it's basically tapping into your emotional resilience, your, you know, the daily stressors, how you handle the daily stressors of life. And, you know, it's, it's so, I, I can't like even express how this has become so evident in just the way that we're so governed with, with fear and anxiety. And, um, you know, I was just speaking to a group, uh, in, in Silicon Valley, the, the high schoolers there and how much, you know, suicide has been such a big issue in, you know, for, for, for young people now as if, you know, that's kind of like the way out. And, um, and it's like, wow, have we, have we not, you know, what are we, what are we doing with, you know, this next generation of, of, of many humans or, 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 or this next generation of leaders that we are not really taking into account what, our own mental fitness or our own emotional fitness, what that looks like. And so, uh, this book was really meant, um, it was, it was more of a, a research project for me. Um, because six years ago I tripped over my own rug, 
I was I was living in fear. I was living this lie. Um, I was in a in a very tumultuous relationship, and uh, because of my background, um, you know, a Filipino Indian girl growing up as first generation, you know, we don't get divorces. We don't we don't leave. Uh, the comfortable for the uncomfortable. We do exactly as society and parents and family and, and all those things say. And, and I realized I had been living this lie for every single you know person in my life up to that point. And I had to really make a radical shift. And it was it was literally uh, six years ago, you know, December thirty first, when I walked out of you know this this entire life that I had built that I had, um, but not recognizing that I had been running this life on empty, uh, to really, you know, please all of these other people around me, which in fact I was, I was actually drowning. And so that was kind of, you know, the, the, the rug, the proverbial rug that I, that I tripped over that, you know, then of course began this explosion that led me to where we are today. Um, but you know, the stages of grit really is, is kind of what we've been talking about is, it starts with growing. And now during my time of, of you know, leaving that whole uh, chapter of my life, I mean, you know, left this multimillion dollar practice of dentistry, ended up retiring, ended up moving cross country to, you know, to, uh, to Silicon Valley to understand more uh, with, with the leaders there and working with them. And, and then began, you know, so many new different ventures as a result of that. And then, of course, the quest uh, to, to really understand leadership in different parts of the world uh, because of my background and because of the different the, the cultural upbringing that I had. And um, and so, you know, the the idea that that came out of it was really we all have we all have certain ways that that and, and we all have, you know, our, our own backstories. Every single one of you listening right now has a backstory, has a story that either has fueled you or has victimized you or has has kept you doing from what you're meant to be doing in the world, whatever that looks like. And so, you know, um, the first step of that is is growing right to be aware. And, and what I mean by that is 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 the self-awareness when you're when you're open to growing, you're open to tapping into more of the, the awareness around you. And then the next is, so I use, I use grit as actually the acronym given my, 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 my medical background. Um, but I love the world word grit because when I was re researching around the world, when I, uh, I, I interviewed close to 500 different leaders and Titans and, and superheroes and cheeros and, and legends and, and, and local small business heroes. But, um, what was the number one factor that contributed to their success and whatever, however they measured success was their resilience. And so I use resilience and grit interchangeably because, um, grit, of course, we use as an acronym of growing, revealing, innovating, and transforming. And, and, and that is that the process of, you know, when you're open to growing, then you're ready to reveal. And you, when you're ready, when you're revealing that, you know, next aspect of you, that new leaf, that new chapter of what you, you could be, you're accepting where you actually are at, at this moment. You know, you're accepting where you are today. You're accepting that maybe you might be tripping over, a, a, you know, your own rug, whatever that looks like. Um, but it's only then when you can, the, the I stands for innovate and the T stands for transformation. But it's only then when, when you can jump into those two um, to take action into your own life. And it, this is so poignant that we're talking about it at the end of the year because 
um, you know, we, every, every year, you know, we kind of go into, well, shedding this new leaf and whatever this new, this next chapter will hold, but it's a, it's a beautiful, uh, reminder, um, you know, for that and for you as, as we're going into, you know, the holidays. And, uh, and I think that's great. I love um, kind of ending it on that whole uh, note of just transformation and uh, the idea that, you know, we're always evolving and we're always moving forward. Um, and I know we had a little bit of technical difficulty, so um, I know we're going to have to cut it short, but we, we just really hope we'd love to get you back on the show. It's been so wonderful uh, speaking with you. Um, so hopefully we can maybe figure that out sometime soon. But in the meantime, Nita, could you tell our listeners What's the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I, I we could talk all day long about this. Episode. Yeah. I know. I love it. I'm just sitting here and I'm going. I need to make yeah, sure I yeah. email her because I'm gonna chat with her. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's, this is awesome. Um. Yeah. No. The best way is is uh is there's so many different channels, but Neetha Bushin is uh, the best way on Facebook. Um, you can, I, I, am live on Facebook a lot, personal, public, whatever, find, you know, find the page I'm, I'm there. And then, uh, Instagram is, is the other, is the other one, Neetha Bushin at Instagram and, and on Facebook. That's it. Well, that is awesome. You've been fun. Like, and we're, we're going to have to do round two. Are you cool with that? (laughs) Thank you guys. This is a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, for those of you listening, this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and not for anyone else. Your current condition does not match your emerging future. And always remember that anything worth having is uphill. But you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you will see me, Megan, and Nita on the Hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.